to Rising Above with Becky Davidson. I remember having a really frank conversation with God one day where I said, God, I don't want to do this. I don't think I'm equipped to do this. And I think you've made a big mistake. If I'm wrong, I give you permission to change my mind. Welcome to Rising Above with Becky Davidson, where we hear from special needs families who rise above difficult circumstances and discover that joy can be found in every story. Thank you for joining us. Here's your host, Becky Davidson. Hey friends, I am so glad that you are joining us this week as we continue our summer series here on the Rising Above podcast. I am joined today by Melanie Gomez and Jane Gotro as we talk about another topic suggested by one of our listeners. How in the world do we navigate when our quote unquote normal changes again and again. And this is something that happens in this life as we are raising our amazing children with disabilities. Things will be going along smoothly in one direction, and then all of a sudden something happens, sleep issues, behaviors change, and we have to adjust to yet another new normal. And do you know that on the Rising Above app, we actually have a respite for your mind that directly relates to this topic. It's called Accept What Is. And if you've not heard that one yet, you will want to check it out. So please go to the free Rising Above app and go to Respite for Your Mind and listen to Accept What Is. Now, Melanie and Jane were so open and honest in this conversation about how they have dealt over the years with the never-ending changes that come with this life. And they both had so many encouraging words to share. Hey, Melanie and Jane, I am so glad to see you. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us on the podcast today. Yeah, I am so excited to be here. Thanks, Becky. And to meet Jane and talk about more fun stuff with you. Thank you, Becky. It's great to be here. Well, you guys have both been on the podcast before. Melanie, I think you've been on a few times. And Jane, it's been, I think we were looking, it's been about a year and a half, I think, since you have been on and um, just loved hearing all your stories and, and just appreciate you both so much. And, you know, we're in this um, summer series right now. And one of the things that people wanted to talk about was, you know, what happens when quote unquote normal changes Again, you know, and for so many of us, things come up in our lives and we think we're on this smooth path and everything's going great. And then whammo, things happen. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. But before we kind of get into that conversation, Melanie, I know a lot of people know you because you have a ministry that that you lead and you do things. And so update us a little bit about you and and who you are and about your family, just for those who may be new to you. Thanks, Becky. Yes. And if I, if I don't know you yet, my uh, most active on Instagram under redefine special. um, And that's where I just kind of post all things, special moms, um, encouragement, um, realities, all those things. But I am the mom of two young men. Uh, my oldest is 25 and my youngest is just turned 23 two weeks ago. Um, and my youngest has a rare genetic disorder. So he is, um, the biggest impact on him is really an intellectual function. So he's, um, fully dependent on me and dad, um, stay, lives at home with us and is, um, is really fun 
a really big guy and um, is my um, kind of my guy of all of us who hates change the most of anybody in the world. Mm-hmm. So this topic is, um, I wish, I wish I, I might play it back for him uh, because change is not his thing, but um, that's my family. And we're in Chicago right now. We kind of go back and forth from Chicago, Illinois to Florida because his older brother and his wife live here in Chicago. Great. Thank you. And Jane, you are originally from Northern Ireland, so people may hear that in your accent when we're talking, but um, you are here in the States now, and so tell everybody where you live and a little bit about your family. Yes, um, I grew up in Northern Ireland, and um, I married my husband, who is from um, Oregon. Uh, we've been married uh, over 22 years, and we have three boys. Actually, two of them are young man now. Mm-hmm. Um, my oldest is 20, 20, Ethan, who um, has autism. And then Micah is 17. So we've just navigated the whole learning to drive. Um, oh, bless you. Adventure. You're still here, though. You're still here. Yes. You're doing good. Yes. <laughs> and then we have an 11-year-old, and um, he keeps us busy, and he's lots of fun. And uh, my husband is a chaplain for hospice in our area. Mm-hmm. And I am a stay-at-home mom slash caregiver mm-hmm. to my um, support provider for my son, who is 20. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So you guys have been on this journey for a while, like I have. And, you know, we've had lots of opportunities to encounter changes in our journey, you know, with our kids and when new things come up. So do you have a story that you could share with us of when your quote unquote normal changed and like what happened and how did you respond? What did that look like? And, you know, how did other people around you respond? Melanie, do you have a story that you could share? I mean, I've got hundreds of stories. <laughs> okay, I know. Draw one out of the hat. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and I'm assuming you don't want the biggest one, which was COVID, where a well, thousand no. percent of everything changed. Yeah. Um, yeah. But definitely, I would say a story or a story that has repeated itself for us a couple times is um, change in schools. Um, for my son, Nicholas, who loves to go to school. He's really social and his, all of his skills, social is the highest score. Intellectually, he's still probably three or four, but socially he always scored older um, and really thrives in that. So I remember a season where we had to pull him out of a school um, because of a situation that was going on and try to find a new school. And that is probably one of the hardest things for him to do is have someone or something social removed from his life. Mm -hmm. And so um, I kind of look at there's changes that are external that we can kind of anticipate like school or moving or um, the summer schedule, um, those kind of things we know about going on vacation. Um, And then there's the internal changes too. Like puberty was a huge change. Mm -hmm. Um, Sleep changes, Um, physical complications that arise. So I would say that in all of the external changes, I'm much 
better at coping and managing those because I know it's going to happen. I can start talking about it. We can start working on it. And I'm just to give everything a positive spin um, yes, kind yeah. of mom. Like this is going to be so exciting and fun. Guess what we get to do? You get to stay home with mom all day. Like super. <laughs> um, spin it, mom. Yeah. <laughs> so those kind of changes, I think, and particularly the school change, I remember was really tough for him, but just really um, making a way to have it feel positive and beneficial for Nick was great. Uh, Being able to plan that out in advance. Now there's all those other changes that we don't plan for. And those are the harder ones. Um, But I mean, I think that just change in general, as you do it as a mom, and we'll probably get into this more later, but I've learned to go back and see what happened after the change. And in the one example I'm thinking of, the school that we loved, we adored it. It was, he's going to be here until he ages out. And this is the perfect spot for him. We had to pull him out. We had no idea what we were going to do. And don't you know that God led me to another school that I did not know existed, that I didn't know was out there. That was a better fit. Mm -hmm. It was a better answer. Yes, that in between was awful. I'm not saying it wasn't, but God led me to something so much better. And when I look back over my notes, I journal um, a lot. Every time it's a change where I'm just crying out, oh God, we can't, how are we going to get through this change? If I look back at those journal entries and I have the benefit of 23 years of them, there's always, it feels like every time there's the answer was better. The new thing was better. What I had to suffer change for, um, and we had to suffer change for, it was something great that God had for us on the other side. So that's my story of change. And how great that you've, you know, you've journaled all that so you can look back to that and re- to see the faithfulness of God through all those things. And so Melanie, what about you? Do you have a situation that happened in your family where change came and, you know, you had to adjust. Yes. Um, like Melanie, I have lots of different stories, but um, I, something that just happened recently um, was, so we have gone to church, you know, ever since our son was little. My husband had been a pastor for a long time. And um, so, even though it was difficult at times to go to church, it was always something that we tried to make a priority. And I worked super hard on making sure that Ethan could come with us, that he would sit in church with me. And, you know, as there's been lots of transitions, even in our family with, you know, we're attending a different church now. And, um, and so we've worked super hard to make sure he's comfortable when we go. We're always planning, making sure, you know, we, he has his books with him, his noise-canceling headphones. And things were going really well until about maybe six weeks ago. And I think a lot depends on what is going on in other aspects of Ethan's life. And I know it was the end of the school year, and there's a lot of change and just a lot of stress for him. And so we, um, one day we went to church and he was just struggling. I could tell from the moment we got out of the car, doors were being slammed. He was saying things, I could just feel it. And so 
We tried to make it into church and not say a lot, just keep moving. We got in there and he just, we could just tell it was like he was starting to shut down. And so I quickly tried to take him outside. And of course, in that moment, there was just a lot going on. And for me, I don't like any attention. And so I'm trying to figure out how to get this situation back to normal. And there's people watching. And I just felt very overwhelmed in that moment. And anyway, we ended up where he wasn't, it just wasn't going to happen that day. And so we decided for that he would go home. And anyway, later in the evening, I got a text from someone at church just asking me how I was doing. Their, their husband had noticed that Ethan was having a hard morning and just asked, what can I do to help you? And I, I think for me, that was just a huge encouragement because I had felt some embarrassment and just like fear of what other people were thinking and just for someone to reach out with no judgment and like, how can I help you? That was just huge. Like for them to see us in that moment. And so I was, that's probably one of my most, the ones that's most recent mm-hmm. in my mind. Yeah. And don't you just I love that, that someone saw you and then reached out to you and then, you know, it hopefully shifted that what you were feeling as an embarrassment and to know it's okay, and they see us, and they love us, and, you know, that's just so powerful. I think people don't realize just how powerful that can be when they are responding to us in such a kind way, and so, you know, I I know for us, so many of our challenges, a lot of them were related around my husband and his health, you know, and we would, um, you know, have a major health crisis and kind of, you know, be in the stress of that moment of that health crisis, come, you know, come home from the hospital and then get into this new rhythm of, okay, I've got to do this for Jeff, you know, all these things laid out for Jeff, all these things for John Alex. And then it would take about two weeks and then we would kind of get into this rhythm, you know, of, okay, this is our new normal and we'd be in that new quote unquote new normal for maybe a month or so. And then something else would happen and you would have to come at it over and over and over again. And I know for our families, that happens so often, especially with behavior issues, especially with families who have kids with high medical needs that, you know, you get into this rhythm of, okay, this is our life. Things are moving along this way, and then whammo, something happens. You know, and changes happen for every family. You know, this is not just families living with disabilities. This is any kind of family. Any family is going to have things that come up that happen. But for those of us who have kids with special needs, those changes can a lot of times be pretty impactful um, to what's going on. And so, have you seen that to be true with other families? You know, or in your story? about how, you know, it's it those changes, it can it can really throw a ringer into to your life and other families' lives. Melanie? You know what um that made me think of Becky was a lot of times the the hit that I take is 
because I think as moms, we're just, we go in as problem solvers. Okay, here's the change. I'm going to problem solve it and I'm going to fix it and I'm going to make the new routine, right? Jane, I've got my books. I've got my North Kingsley headphones. I have got this new normal and we are rocking it. And I honestly, if I'm being honest, when I think about when that changes again, I think part of the hit I take is grieving the mm-hmm. loss of my normal. Yes. That I made. Like, man, but that was a really good one. That was a great routine. <laughs> yes. And just almost yes. grieving, like, you know, the Bible says you've got your hands on the plow, but you're looking back like, oh, that uh-huh. was a good, that was a good season. And so, yes, it's a hit. And I really think for me, it's just um, really focusing on, moving forward. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whatever the collateral is, not looking at it long enough to let myself Mm -hmm. get down or affected or impacted, but going, okay, new normal is our name. Mm -hmm. Like that, that's all we just are constantly in new normal. It's not, there ain't no never old normal. Like, oh, we've been doing, I can't name you one thing we've been doing for five years, definitely not 10 years. I mean, that's just special needs life. But um, I do think that for me, being intentional to not not grieve like an old normal, an old routine, an old thing, and just keep keep moving on. Because once I can get my eyes forward, I can keep moving forward. Um, but yeah, that's the hit I take, I think, is, is pretty personal. Yeah. And that's so true. And it's like that that thought of of looking back and that's I loved how you how you said that and you know it's so interesting because you know we these things happen and a lot of times they're things totally out of our control there's nothing that we can do about these some of these things that come in our path but we can control how we respond to that you know we have no control over what happens but I can control how I respond so you know Jane have you seen how how you respond impacts everybody around you. Absolutely. You know, I was just thinking about, like, what does normal mean? And I just remember someone said to me one time, normal is a setting on a dryer. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. So That's I think so, something I've been processing recently is what does normal look like for my family? Mm. I think for so long, I looked at everybody else's family and tried to base my normal off everybody else's mm. normal. Yeah, And I think in doing that, I got so disillusioned because my normal will look very different even from yours or Melanie's. And it will definitely look very different from the family down the street who doesn't have a child with special needs. And I think in understanding that and knowing how our normal can change like there's things that we can plan for in our days mm-hmm. and we kind of know what our routine is with our son, like with our son, but we can't really plan for that big meltdown yeah. or that change in the day where something gets canceled or whatever. And I think in that, one of the things I'm just learning is that there's things that I can have control over and one of those is spending time with the Lord mm. and making sure my focus is on Him. And when my focus is on Him, I, I'm i not as distracted and I don't get as panic. I Well, I do panic, honestly, but I <laughs> know where to go. Like, right. I know the truth. Yeah. 
And I think that's really helped me recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so good. And it's like, where else would you go? Yeah. And and I think, you know, I think the healthier we are as parents, meaning, you know, with soul care and with taking care of making sure that our thought life is centered on Christ. And does that not make all the difference in the world? You know, when those situations come up, if we have been, uh, doing those things to make sure that we are feeding our soul, then when those, you know, tank draining things come, it's not going to empty us completely out. You know, I've got I've got a friend who's going through a really challenging time right now. And it is like a constant roller coaster of emotions and changes. And I mean, it's crazy. I mean, I'll I'll get a phone call and it's like something new has happened and you're like, oh my goodness, this is insane. And, you know, we have to learn. That's kind of the life of those of us who are raising kids with special needs. Things are going to just come up, whether it's school related, whether it's behavior, whether it's being in and out of the hospital. And so we have to learn like how to stay off that roller coaster. And how have you found ways to do that? Melanie, do you have things in place that you do to help you stay off that roller coaster of emotion when those things happen? Well, I think you named the key one there, Becky, which is just prioritizing my time with the Lord. And like you said, taking it as a preventative, the same way that I take vitamin C and calcium and all those things to prevent getting sick and prevent getting a broken bone. The time, our time with the Lord really is that preventative because once the crazy hits, I might not have a moment each day. There might be a week where there is no time for that. But if I've been banking it, like you said, I love the way you said that, um, that definitely is a key, Mm -hmm. a key to coping. The other thing that I would say that actually helps me have the right perspective is because I mentioned Nicholas hates change. He really, please don't change anything. I mean, if it's the smallest thing, if, if you're coming over for dinner please don't cancel at the last minute. Not because mm-hmm. I don't want extra food, but because I'm going to have to, it's going to throw Nicholas off yeah. for the rest of the night and he probably won't sleep. Um, one of the things that I, and so helping him manage change, honestly, has helped me see a perspective of change is okay. It's fine. Um, but the other thing that I do, because really change isn't as hard for me as managing his response mm-hmm. to change. Yeah. Um, and so one of the things I do, this is a really practical tip that I figured out early on. We still have changes happen all the time and even intentionally will change things up so that because my initial, my mom response, especially when he was little was don't change anything. Kind of how when you have a newborn baby, you tiptoe around the baby so they can take mm-hmm. their nap. And then maybe after a while you learn, well, actually we should be allowed around the baby so he can learn to sleep through sound because our house right. is not going to always be quiet. Right. So kind of the same thing, like, um, what do they call that exposure therapy? Mm-hmm. I think is the name, like just, it's okay. Just change. Yeah. If, if you're, if you've got a family, um, an invite to take your family on vacation, um, take your family to a, a birthday party to go to church, right? Church has changed. It, would it be easier to stay home every Sunday and watch it on streaming? Absolutely. But 
exposing your child to that change first is beneficial for you. You just got out of the house and you pay the price if there's a meltdown. But also <laughs> changing anyways is is important for our kids who don't like change mm-hmm. because things are going to change. Life is going to keep changing. There might be a medical situation where they have to be in the hospital and mom and dad aren't both there or whatever it is. Um, I found that just con- continuing to expose us to change where my fleshly mama bear reaction might be protect us from all change. That has also played a part in just helping us all get through mm. it. All right, Melanie, that was so good. So such great insight there. And, you know, Jane, when you look at your life, how do you like, nor- how do you personally respond emotionally when those things happen? Like, for me, I mean, sometimes it's like that immediate panic. Uh, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? What is, you know, what's this going to look like? Um, you know, how do you personally, do you get snippy? Do you get angry? Do you get, how do you respond, Jane? And I, get, I love the look on your face right when I said that. <laughs> do you take your frustration out on others? You know, what does that look like? <laughs> I would love to say that I just smile and just go with the flow, but that wouldn't be honest. Um Obviously, my first response is usually, what just happened? What are we going to do next? And just fear and panic. Mm-hmm. But I feel like over the last year, like year and a half, I think, Becky, when I spoke with you at my la- on my last podcast, I shared how I had started counseling. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, like yeah. going through that process, um, I met online with a biblical counselor and that really helped me when um, when I feel that panic of just stopping and just recognizing like what is going on at the time. And one of the other things that I've implemented is I, when there's been a hard something hard has happened, I try to walk and pray mm-hmm. when I'm walking. Mm-hmm. A verse that's really dear to me that I think of often when I feel that panic is um, in Hebrews 13, verse 8. Jesus Christ is the same Mm. yesterday and today and forever. And when I can remember that, then I know that it's all out of my hands. Like, I don't have to control every single Mm. thing. And that He's the one that knows everything about Mm. the day and I can trust him. And I think for me, that is the biggest part is coming back to knowing who God mm-hmm. is and trusting him, even if I don't like what's happening at the time. And I maybe my response at the time isn't great mm-hmm. either. But yes, if you ask my family, I'm sure they would say I am snippy at times. <laughs> if we all, for me personally, well, poor John Alex, he's the only one. My, my staff here at, the, at Rising Above may go, oh my goodness, you know. But, you know, and I'm, I'm with you. I think for me, counseling has helped so much. And again, take soul care, taking care of that piece of my life. And, and counseling was part of that, you know, getting that help that I needed to know those coping mechanisms for when things come up. And I think, you you know, so often with those of us who are raising kids with disability, we feel such a need to want to be in control. We want to, that control to be in control of every situation, everything that comes up. Because I think for some reason, you know, I had one mom who told me, she said, if I'm not in control, everything will fall apart. And I thought, oh my goodness, 
what a way to live because that's so opposite. God's just like, I'm right here. I'll help you. You know, I'll do this with you. And so, you know, would you say, Melanie, are you kind of a control freak or are you willing to kind of, I mean, we've been at this a little while, you know, have you loosened up over the years? Would you say maybe early on you were one way and maybe something different now? Or can you maybe just go with the flow? Listen, I'm glad my husband's not in here because he would be amening you like so bad. Like, yes. Now, <laughs> I would say, actually, it's exactly what you said. I started out, my, my natural tendency was control freak. Add into it special needs and it just, it, it, yeah. it amped up to like a million times more and control was everything for me. And so I, um, I learned, I think I had a, a pivotal moment. Nicholas was probably six or seven and I had, I was homeschooling my older son, Benjamin, and we decided I'm going to homeschool Nicholas too, because, um, it just felt right. Like I'm his mom. I know him best because that was my homeschool experience with my older son. And so I homeschooled Nicholas for a couple of years and I didn't realize that I had taken so much on myself that I'm responsible. Like you just said, that mom said, if I'm holding it all together and I was proud of it and I was good at it because I'm a control freak, um, but I didn't realize the price that I was paying and that the family was paying and actually how bad that was for the family. So I'm so glad you mentioned counseling because I find that even at that season, I ended up seeking counseling, but I didn't for a long time because I thought, well, mm-hmm. a ca- no, no counselor is going to understand mm-hmm. the special needs yeah. mom life. Yeah. Like they, they can't, they can't understand. And I almost felt like if I went to a counselor and said, well, it's because I have a special needs child, like how awful of me, oh. like, how could I, I wouldn't admit that to a counselor. It's not his fault, but I'm so glad you mentioned that because, um, it does, it does help because you know what, at the end of the day, we all struggle whether we have yeah. a special needs child or not, we all struggle of falling short. Mm-hmm. We all struggle with control. We all struggle with so many things. Um, and yes, over the years, I have loosened up. Over the years, Nicholas, probably the biggest blessing, one of the biggest blessings in my life has been that he has taught me to just go with the flow. And the next, the next phase is going to be the new phase Mm -hmm. and we're going to roll with it and it's going to be fine and it's going to work out fine. Mm -hmm. And God has used him to like radically transform my controllingness into a much more um, peaceful Mm -hmm. person and trusting person. And isn't it so much, I mean, it feels so much better when you can get to that place of release and trusting that God has got our kids. I mean, that's the safest place for them to be is in his care. And, you know, when we are trying to control everything, then that's not, you know, we think it's what's best, but ultimately it's not. And, you know, I think about the people in my life who, who, who like things in a certain way, you know, I have certain things I want a certain way. We all do. And then, but when then things happen, boy, that can throw off the whole dynamic if we're holding so tightly to our plans and what we think. And I think another thing that so many of us, well, okay, I'll say me. I am a worst case scenario girl a lot of times. I've I've really come a long way to where I don't do that. But so often a change will come 
And because we can't see the future, you know, we think I can go to that place of, oh my goodness, and my mind will go to that, okay, the absolute worst case ending to this story, you know, to what's happening. And I think so many of our families struggle with that as well. I know there was like if when John Alex gets sick, my mind will go, oh my goodness, are we going to end up in the hospital? You know, I, I go to that place in my mind when those change, that change happens because he gets sick. And then it's like, oh my goodness, what's going to happen? So Jane, do you struggle with that as well? Like going are you, are, or are you doing way better than I am in that area? <laughs> so. No, I am definitely a worse case scenario person. I'd love to say that I am this really easygoing Irish person, but <laughs> I realize over the years that I actually really struggle with control. And that's something that I feel like God's been working on me with, and especially when it comes to, um, being organized and planning, and I think because I don't ever want to make a mistake. So for mm. me, that's why yeah. I'm kind of a control freak. But also in regards to worst case scenario, I think I struggle with that more on daily basis, um, especially when I'm at home and I get a phone call from the school mm. or yes. and about something that's happened. And for me, that's when my fear kind of gets out of control. Mm-hmm. Um because I always want to know why. Like, I always want to know the behind, like, why Why is this happening? But, and we don't deal with a lot of medical stuff in, with Ethan's diagnosis, but obviously with having autism, there's an unpredictability with his behavior. Mm-hmm. And especially when we're out in public, um, that for me is often my worst case scenario of like when we're in a store. And I think because of that, at times I have not always allowed him to have independence that he could have because I'm so worried of the what ifs and Mm -hmm. what might happen. And so I think for me, that's where the worst case scenario comes into play. And, um, Maybe and just even letting him, um, allowing him to grow in certain areas as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it is hard. I, I hear you. It's so and it can be the same way too. It's like, oh my goodness, if we do this, what's going to happen? Or and so it's that protective mama mode that we get in, and it's so easy to be there. But you know, I will. I look at. The, the three of us here, and we've been on this journey for a while, and we have experienced lots and lots of unexpected changes all throughout this journey. And I would just say, uh, we're still here. We are still surviving. We have smiles on our faces. And, you know, so for those those young parents who are listening who may be going, oh my goodness, all these things, you know, and looking at the future and whatnot, we can say that the change has come and we, we've we made it thus far. And, you know, Melanie, what would you say to that, to that parent who maybe is really struggling? You know, I just know early on, it's really hard because with our kids and the unpredictability, things change so often. You know, sleep patterns, you know, that's a biggie for us. Like John Alex will be sleeping great. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, we're not. And then you got to deal and with that, or like you talked about earlier, changes in school, you know, so what would you say to that 
parent who maybe is new on this journey, who is wondering, you know, with all the changes they've already experienced, how they're going to make it? Well, Becky, just as you were saying that, um, a scripture came in my mind. So I want to say the scripture first, and then I'll give you the answer. And it is um, James 1, verses 2 and 3. And it says, count it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of any kind, because you know the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So I would say, yes, it, the changes are hard and they, they come in waves. Um, and when, when it, when you're starting out, um, that's real. So don't just say, oh, well, I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to not be affected by change. And I just heard these moms say that they're doing great. I mean, we're <laughs> all of us 20 years in and we're still, um, we're still getting hit blindsided yes. by change. Yes. But what I would say is that what this verse promises, I can testify is true, which is that each trial has increased my perseverance, my ability to get through a trial. So I still have trials. I still have to persevere through them. But what it says is it's the testing of our faith. So the, the, the stronger and deeper my faith, um, I early on when Nick was probably around two years old and it, and it was brand new in this journey. Um, I remember having a really frank conversation with God one day where I said, God, I don't want to do this. I don't think I'm equipped to do this. And I think you've made a big mistake. Mm -hmm. If I'm wrong, I give you permission to change my mind. And so I think that at some point, get to your place where you can be fully honest with God mm -hmm. about what you're feeling and thinking. It is okay. He treasures it. He, I believe, treasured that I told him I thought he was wrong mm. because I was being so intimately honest with him. There was no more wall. There was no more faking it. There was no more pretending everything was fine. And that gave him permission to start a work that over the years mm -hmm. and over time created perseverance in me, built a faith in me to the point I am now. So I would say it's a journey, but everybody's on a journey, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, our journey is special needs kids. Somebody else's journey is something else. And I've come to the place where I think I'll keep my journey. <laughs> I, don't, I don't look at other people with their yeah. journeys and envy them. I really don't anymore. Um, but know that it's a journey and that your father lovingly, desperately wants to bring you to a place of being able to, to manage it and navigate it. And he will, he's so faithful mm -hmm. to do it, but, but let him, yeah. let him mm -hmm. stop fighting him. Um, we do, that's what we do. Mm -hmm. I certainly did it. Yeah. Um, but that's my, that's my advice. Well, that tags right in to something that, um, that, where my sister always will say, like, accept what is. Like, whatever comes our way, if we truly trust God, we we trust and believe that when these changes come, that it's God's goodness for us, even though it may not make sense, even though it may, we may be going, oh my goodness, what in the world? How can this be good? But we're assured that He works all things for the good. And so, you know, we can trust that when those things happen, we can accept 
that this is his goodness for us. And one of the verses that helps me so much is um, Isaiah 46.10. And that's where it talks about God knows the end from the beginning. He knows the future. And so he knows like there will be a change probably today in my life. I mean, or in your life. I mean, something will happen. There will be changes in all of our lives. But I can rest in knowing that God knew that change was coming, that God knew that whatever it is, he already knew well in advance that this was going to happen. And so I can rest if I entrust that he is going to hold us and carry us through whatever that change is. Jane, what about you? What would you say to a parent who's listening, who maybe just like, oh my goodness, these these changes are just so challenging. I don't know what to do. I think going back to what I said earlier, like finding, figuring out maybe what the normal is for your family and what your expectations are within the culture. Every family has a culture, I'm realizing, and it looks different for different reasons. And so I think figuring that out is helpful. But another thing is um, being okay with the messiness. Like, Mm. I think we feel like we have to have it perfect. And that's where I was saying about the mistakes. I struggle with making mistakes because I feel it looks badly on me instead of coming back to like it being seeing God and all of it and trusting God and so being okay with the mistakes um God gives grace and he helps redirect when those things happen also finding community is huge mm. and I know that can be so hard and it's really easy for me at this stage to say go find community but Thankfully, with Rising Above, it's been lovely to have um, community groups. I've reconnected with one, and it's just been a mm-hmm. breath of fresh air. There's been days where I felt like, I don't want to get on line today. And then I get on, and I'm just like, oh, my goodness, I'm not alone. These women mm. understand. They're yeah. going through similar journeys. And then I think the other thing that I... I'm learning is, and I would say to a younger mom is rejoice in all the goods. Rejoice mm. in each moment when something good happens. I had an issue with, in the earlier years with my son, that I would almost be afraid to rejoice when there was something good happened, when there was a progress mm. or a goal made, because the next day may have been a really rough day. And so Mm -hmm. I had a hard time kind of balancing out rejoicing in the progress. And then also, I think I didn't know how to maybe grieve things well Mm -hmm. either at that point. Um, And and to remember, you're not alone. There are other moms out out there. And sometimes it takes a little Mm -hmm. work to find them. But Mm -hmm. in their community, there usually is somebody that they can find and that will love to help them. Mm, So true. And Melanie, I know you you can say community for you as well, because you have community groups that you, you do through Redefine Special. And, you know, it's just, it is such an important piece. And if you've listened to the podcast here at all, you know, we are big believers in the importance of community because it is life changing. When we say we're not alone, I think sometimes we get stuck in our story and we think, well, nobody else experiences all these changes that we have. Nobody else's normal changes like, you know, like mine does. 
But then when you get in with these other moms, you're like, I'm not alone in this. And that brings so much peace into the chaos of our lives. And um, Melanie and Jane, I can't thank you enough. I have just really enjoyed our time together today and so appreciate you coming on and talking about this important topic about, you know, changes are going to come, but there are things that we can do to bring some peace into that chaos, bring some calm into that storm and to, to realize that the change is going to come, but it's not always going to, I always have to remind myself, I would often say, you know, that the changes would come Something would happen, and I would just say, it's not always going to be this hard, you know, because a lot of times when changes would happen with us, it would be a, another physical health issue, and, and just remind yourself, it's not always going to be this hard, and um, and it's true. Things are hard, but then it kind of cycles out, and it's just having that reminder, that and, then, and that God's going to be with us through whatever comes our way. So, friends, thank you so much. I just love you guys and just appreciate you being here today. Yes, thank you so much, Becky. Thank you, Becky. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Rising Above with Becky Davidson, created and produced by Rising Above Ministries. To learn more about us and our resources for special needs families, visit risingaboveministries.org or download our free app. If you've enjoyed listening, Want to hear more? We'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. You can always share it to encourage a friend. And remember, joy can be found in every story.